Yeah. I mean, I mean, we shut, we shut down, we can't shoot. Um, that's the reality and it's beyond anyone's control. Um, mm. Is your business still open and running? Yes. Um, because you're still operating and running. You still have the, well, Matt doesn't have internet today, but most of the world does. Um, <laughs> for the moment, right? For the moment, we've all got internet um, and we've all got phones. And what we should be doing is um, connecting with as many people as we can mm-hmm. and keeping our presence going because we need to, like never before, be present. And we have a strong community message and i think that if we can bring that home then the last thing we want to do is be forgotten um right to start again at the end of this so if we i think this is an incredible opportunity for people if they embrace what's available to them right now right Um, yes there's lots of doom and gloom yes we could be attracted by that but for those a lot of people are looking for someone to give them some hope are looking for someone right. to give them some positivity and we can do that. Um, so as much as, you know, this is why I'm doing those recordings with those people that are, uh, you know, doing stuff um, because they're building while, you know, and maybe a lot of that money is not going to come in until we're able to open again, until we're able to photograph again. But some of that money, there should be some way of, of um, getting some cash flow in from right. people that we know have money. Um, so there are people out there that this isn't going to fall them into bankruptcy because they have savings, they have um, a storage of money. And those people are the people that when we excite them enough, will prepay for stuff. Right. So That's right. You know, there are those people right. out there. Well, let me give you a little scoop of what's going on here. Things have changed again in 24 hours. So, well, every uh, every, every hour, I think they change. So, yeah, um, so, right at this minute. Yeah. So last night, um, um, in so I live. So there's the city of Dallas, right? That's in the middle, and they are in what's called Dallas County. And so we live in the county just north of that in Collin County, which is a big county. Plano was a part of that county. So Dallas County last night uh, initiated a uh, basically a quarantine stay at home. All the non-essential businesses now don't go out uh, because they couldn't keep people in. In fact, I, that, that ordinance goes in tonight and I ran some quick errands to get out just to, I haven't been out in a week. Um, and I went down that way cause I had some errands to run and I noticed that the traffic down there wasn't any less than a normal day. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, this, we're supposed to be distancing and people are still running around like everything's okay. So they put that ordinance in place to start midnight tonight. Just saw an email uh, an hour ago that Collin County, our county, which includes Plano and Frisco and McKinney and tons of stuff north, we're going to shut down as well. So all non-essential business is told to stay at home. And so it's you know, just like a lot of other places in the country, we're, we're now suspect to it. Um, at least till April 3rd. So that's a couple weeks. Um, we'll see. Uh, in our state, they've also um, shut down all schools and all public schools until at least the third. Mm-hmm. And some of our big colleges in the state of Texas have already said that they're not even going to host uh, graduations. They're already done. 
not going to happen. So I'm waiting to see, as I mentioned in my note to you, how much that trickles down. Will it hit the big public school systems and not have graduation? Uh, will they even go back to school? Don't know. And then specifically for me, will some of the private schools that I work with, will they have graduations? Too early to tell. So, and as I may not have put in my note to you, we were, I, I'm in that manic state. So some days are really good. And yesterday I was in a complete panic because I was looking at the lack of revenue and the loss of potential revenue if we go all the way to June because of my graduation situation. Once I talked to you a little bit on the phone yesterday on that conference call and had many other conversations, what I realized was it wasn't the money that's eaten at me because money could be won and lost. I mean, that's, that's not neither here nor there. It's the fact that, you know, because of my corporate and now my 12 year, um, sales slash photography career, I have no way to impact it right now. And as a sales guy, that bothers me more than anything, right? Which I know that's not 100% true, which is really wanted to, really wanted to, wanted to talk to you for <laughs> a little actually bit. It's actually not true, but anyway, keep going. Uh, it's not, it's not. But that's my <laughs> thing. over the weekend, when your head's looking at a number, that's half of what you take in every year that's potentially gone. You're like, well, hell, now what am I going to do, right? So I worked myself into a pretty good lather last night for sure. Yeah. Well, I think it's also a, um, you've got to see this as a, as a, de as a deferment of income mm -hmm. yeah. um, and yeah. it's not a stoppage of income. Yeah. Um, I think that the reality of what's going to happen and traditionally what's happened when there have been crisis um, and there has been depression and people are in, you know, in that, in that state of depression, um, people look for, mid-level luxury items and they look for um that family stuff that shows that they're okay and shows that is going to bring them their families together right so I and i believe that the corporates well that's well if if people follow the same patterns of human behavior that they have previously then they're going to be out in force looking for what we offer the problem right. is that um a lot of people are cutting expenses mm -hmm. and the first thing that a lot of people cut is is marketing and right now you can't afford to cut back on marketing right. um, whether that be marketing you've paid for or whether that be um, free marketing that you're doing um, and I think that there's a lot of um, opportunity right now to connect with local businesses and connect with people that you wouldn't normally have the opportunity to connect they they tend to give you the I'm too busy line, right. which right now um, there's a lot of people scratching their heads thinking, what am I going to do right. and how am I going to recover from this? And we're in a great position because we're not doing that as a group. Right. Well, well that, that begs some of the questions. You, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> that, begs, that begs some of the questions I have. So obviously, I get all that. I totally do. And I am in a hundred percent agreement with that. I'm not unique, but in my unique challenge, I haven't been, I haven't had, my business model has been focused on what I've been learning from you. Right. Cause I have a business model that's corporate and event led and private school led. And then the middle that thin sliver in the middle is the stuff that you and I've been working on and many work on. So I don't have that business model yet. And that's been what's needed to be grown. 
So as I look at literally the thousands of people I could connect with in this town in all those different pockets, what I'm struggling with is where do I, instead of scatter shooting, where do I apply some of the best marketing in this downtime for the next two to four weeks with certain businesses, with certain organizations, with Mother's Day, with um, potential alliances that I don't have, right? Other than a relationship. Well, you've got because potential alliances, you just don't have alliances. I don't have, I don't have what we would qualify as the Saparito Alliance where they've experienced what we offer first and then you build that alliance, right? Mm-hmm. So the challenge I have is, is where do I, where do I spend my time that's the best possible, in the couple of ways, the best possible opportunity to build leads, to sell gift certificates, to, um, and to not get into a situation where you negatively affect your brand because either you're out too early or you're out with a message that nobody understands yet because they don't see me that way. And those are all, there's a lot in that, obviously. Well, I don't, I think you, um, you're foreseeing problems even before they happen. Um, and they're not even a reality in that, you know, what do you mean by you're not seen in that, in that way? Um, being seen as somebody that's caring and somebody that is um, doing something for the community is something that, you know, people are going to accept and you don't have to be, have had a reputation for being a giving, loving person to become Mm -hmm. a giving, loving person and um, put yourself out as that. And for people to just accept that. So I think, you know, looking at some of the videos that I've created over the past in this week um, and taking on board um, some of those things like, you know, Debbie's price match, Debbie's came up with that price matching thing, Um, you know, getting in touch with, uh, and, you know, are there still businesses that are trading? Are there still people buying, buying stuff from, from businesses? Um, You're in a fortunate position where, well, it's not a fortunate position because everyone's in lockdown, but there's people at home, shopping centers are closed they can't buy gifts for mother's day. What are they going to get for mother's except, day? Except through Amazon. But yeah, you're right. Right. Well, even through Amazon, um, you know, I think a lot of people are scared to receive packages. Um, a lot of people are scared to bring things into their, into their home. And I think as this progresses in the height of it, um, you know, even somebody handing you a package, it's like, okay, well, this virus lives on cardboard for 12 hours or whatever. You know, do we want to bring that into our home? Some people are going to be scared of that. Um, so I think having those conversations with people and offering something for Mother's Day, something to those people that have money, and I'm not saying take food off people's table. Right. I'm not saying, right. you know, take their rent money. I'm saying for those people that have the money and have excess and want to um be able to celebrate something and bring, you know, some joy into their life. Why could you not have something available for those people and right. put it out there that this is something that they could be doing and right. come up with, you know, like what I've suggested, three levels that right. they could buy in at. So and that's, easy that's, that's an easy thing for you to do. So just do that. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. Okay. It's easy. Um, you have the benefit of the corporates and the schools and all of that sort of thing to bring people together to pump this out as well. Um, 
I think that believing that just because a school um, is not having graduation. Which we don't know yet, but still. Well, even if you, let's say schools aren't going to do graduation. Right. Does that mean that child has not graduated and has not completed a year of? Correct. And right. So that right. means that they're not going to pass this year. They're not going to move up to the next level. Is that what that means? No, that means that the celebration of walking the stage and the, what I call the pre-graduation portraits that I take for one school, right. that combination of those pictures that I take for the event, several of us do, and then the portrait side of it on the front end, that has yielded me a significant amount of money over the years. So what, and if none of that happens, then what, all, those, all that business potentially goes away. So what is the average spend on? Uh, so uh, per senior, that is photographed. It range, the average spend is about 1500 It ranges from 500 to $4,000 per client. Okay. And it's literally in their white jacket, black pants, tuxedo. That's a very orchestrated thing around graduation at the one school uh, for sure. So that's about 80, that's about 80 grand we would lose an opportunity not having to photograph that. Right. So do you honestly believe that those parents and that those students um, would not want to somehow compensate for what's being taken away from them? Some yes, some no, for sure. Well, we don't need everyone. No, we don't. Could there be some people that would still want to compensate for, for so, that and still want to come in for some sort of... Absolutely, a- they would. Yeah, absolutely, they would. Right. And so, yesterday when my head was in a bad place, I would have said that we weren't even going to be able to go outside two months from now. I'm a little better today. So, yes, we will probably well, be back to socializing at some point and those opportunities would pr- exist whether there was graduation or not, for sure. Right. Could you, like, are some of the students that you serve and their families affluent? Oh, yeah. So they would, they would do it. it. Yes, they would do it. It would be a different event, but yes. Would they, they would. would if you gave them the opportunity and you did the calls properly because now you've been given the gift of time and you were to call them and create a visualisation for them, create um, a need for them, could you potentially pre-sell them into this, into some sort of a package to get some cash flow happening now, even before you photograph them? Yes and no. Yes, yes, based on what I've learned. Maybe not because of the handcuffs that the school puts on me prior to things happening. So I have to wait to see what happens with the school first. Okay. Before I take that effort, um, because I really work on behalf of the school and they give me a lot of latitude, but I don't want to jump the gun because school is not even open yet and there's no announcement. So I can't do anything until I know what they're doing. Otherwise I assert all my power with the school. All right. Well, let's scrap, totally scrap, um, graduation photos for now. Well, it's, it's scrapped for the moment until we know more. For sure. That's what I said. For now, let's scrap it. Let's not focus on it at all. Okay. 
how many of those graduates that you photographed in the past, I don't know how many years, um, and I don't know how many there are, but how many of those people have families? Um, all. Would you be willing to photograph their family as something else to do? Sure. Absolutely. Do you have access to um, the data from which you have already served these people? Yes, all of it. 100 kids per year, five years. What are you stressing about exactly is what I want to As you and I talk about those families for that, that particular private school are not your average Joe family. They're the ones that typically don't put massive wall portraits on their walls. Mm-hmm. And they're not the, in, in the world that we talk about in your education, they're not the ideal client, they're the mega rich. Okay. So it's a different type of client, right? I can get so much out of them through the senior stuff, but when I approach a family, case in point, I did photograph a family, I went through as best I could the discovery call with the mom, uh, could never get to the dad, but I did the, I did the shoot anyway, because I've got a long-term relationship with her. He walked in, saw the artwork upstairs, loved it, was talking about doing all of that, got him down the path. They had to think, right? We didn't, the model didn't work exactly the way it's intended. And you know what they came back with? Two eight by tens. Why? Why? Because they don't put that crap on their walls. Mm. Even though he loved it when he saw it. Yeah. That's the mindset of the typical client, family client down there. Not mm. it's typical, not there's outliers for sure. Right. Um, now, that being said, if I back up, do I have opportunities? Sure. I'm a member of the Chamber of Commerce, made up a ton of small businesses. You know, that uh, restaurant that I've showed you, their little daily menu thing that they're doing, they're yeah. blowing it out over here, mm. blowing it out. You know, there's ideas that I've got of maybe. Like that's given me that whole idea that I keep telling everybody, you know, inspired by Scott Peake, you know, coming up with a care package. um, And given that you do have access to people in, um, in your community through your chamber of commerce, how many of those businesses have you called so far? And what's None, because we've all been in a state of shock this past week. Is the well, problem. you need to get on a Zoom session and you need to pull as many people into this Zoom session. Well, uh, not as many people. Keep it controlled. Five, yeah. I would say five to ten people at once and just say, hey, okay, what's our strategy? What's, what is your recovery strategy? How can we work together to support each other to create a, a, um, a recovery strategy? Mm-hmm. And you know, the first thing I would ask is, you know, who is your avatar? What's your target market? Um, mm-hmm. So then you can align like people, like-minded people together. So there's no point in, you know, the $2 shop um, working together with. Um, or the guy that can't pay rent right now, right? Well, the guy that can't pay rent right now, uh, and I don't know what it's like in your county or what's happening, but our government, the Victorian government and the federal government, are, you know, the banks are, all you have to do is make a phone call and they're deferring payments on loans. It's not quite that way here yet, but there are, there's cases of that, but it's not across the board. It's going to happen because let's say 
the retailer can't pay his rent, what is that landlord really going to do? Right. Like, is there an abundance of people that is about to start a brand new business right now? No. No. Is there somebody that could potentially take over that space who has an existing business that wants, wants to expand right now? No. So yes, they could potentially maybe kick you out, but you've got to think, be in their shoes. Am I better off going with what I know and giving them some time to recover (laughs) or do I throw them out on the street and then have to start looking for in this type of economy, in this type of time, in this time right now, you know, what are they going to do? They can't, like it doesn't make logical sense to kick anyone out. And if you can't pay your rent, you can't pay your rent. It doesn't mean that you're not going to be able to still be in there and operate once things going. And then when they are going and they're able to pay rent, then they're going to be able to pay rent. So I wouldn't judge the business based on whether they're going to pay their rent or not. Anybody that's sensible right now, even if they had the money, they won't be paying rent. True. Right. They'll be paying their employees. And they'll be paying for marketing and they'll be paying for people to be working on getting them bookings and, and, and increasing their thing. But the rent is the last thing they're going to be paying because right now they can't have a presence in there. And realistically, what are the landlords going to do? Kick everybody out. And while there's all these empty spaces everywhere, what is the likelihood of them rebooking rather than saying, okay, here's two months, here's two or three months. Right. You know, I get it. The world's fallen apart. Right. I've no, got to suck right. it up. You know. Well, and, and, and you know, bank. based on the last twenty-four hours of what I've seen, you know, I know a ton of lawyers, and they're still trying to figure out how to continue to do their job with the courts when they can't go to a court face to face. And so, yeah. courts aren't going to issue eviction notices. Cops are certainly not going to go evict people during this time. That's the last thing on their mind. So I get it. I mean, that makes sense. Right. Totally makes sense. So, I mean, when you're getting people together, you know, you need to throw some logic in there and, you know, keep everybody calm. You know, there is a risk. There is a risk that they're going to be thrown out. But if they can't afford it and they don't have the money, they can't afford it. There's nothing they can do about that now. But what they can do is build their business now, like what I'm asking you to do. All of those things that I've recorded, you know, bringing businesses together, um, creating care packages for people. I think that was a brilliant idea. So you could come together and create some care packages that you could sell for Mother's Day. You know, sell it as a care package. Sell it as something, you know, as a reward after all that, all of this, all that you've gone through, you deserve this. Mm-hmm. Because people will be looking at and looking for ways to treat themselves and to do all those things that they've been meaning to do for a really long time, but have never done. Well, and, is- and I thought earlier, I thought earlier when you, when, and maybe you're saying it just, I heard it differently when I was in the store earlier today, how much pressure is mom under right now to make sure the household doesn't go crazy? And yeah. what does dad want to do come mother's day to reward all of that in his time that's never happened before. Right. So I get it. That so makes perfect sense. I recorded something with Paul uh, late last night and I'm hoping it recorded because it didn't come up. It, it, I think there was such a strain on Zoom and such a strain on the internet that it just, 
kept failing all the time. I don't know why. And this was at 1am in the morning, my time. So whether it's a US, maybe because it was in England or something and everyone's on. Um, yeah. But um, one of the things we recorded was, you know, their, their, um, their Mother's Day was two days ago. Right. And so they don't have that. But he's looking towards September for Father's Day. And he's I think I saw him post something to that regard too. Okay. Yeah. It's quite possible. Um, but I haven't, because the internet was down at yep. 2 p.m. in the morning, I'm like, I'm, I just can't do, deal with it right now. So you I didn't work another hour? What? what? <laughs> I know. I'm normally in bed by three, but anyway, I'm trying. Um, but one of the things we talked about was why not create um, a seven-day challenge or a 10-day challenge where you're creating something where um, – people are interacting. So we said, you know, why not focus on Father's Day and focus on, you know, what would you want your dads to experience? What would you want the ideal dad to, um, your avatar to have during this time? Now that they have to be home and they have to be home with their kids, what would you want them to experience? And could you choose your target market? Could you create a seven-day challenge that brings dads and kids together and keeps people occupied and stops the house from going crazy. Um, I've spoken to a couple of healthcare workers and their prediction is that anxiety is going to be at an all time high. Depression is going to be at an all time high. Suicide is going to be an all time high. They're really concerned. And I mean, they're not going to say this publicly, but this is the reality of what this is going to bring because of the right. stress. You now, they're now, you know, not able to escape into their work environment or escape into whatever it is that they need to escape. People feel trapped. So now is the time that we have to act and we have to reach out to people and say, Hey, are you okay? What's happening? And try to rather than, you know, make it about a bitch fest, make it about, Hey, just thinking about you wanted to know if you're okay. Tell me about some of the highlights that this has brought to you. Right. What this time that you've now, now that you've been gifted the gift of time, how are you going to use that time to honor your family and honor these people that you love? Because you've now got this great opportunity. So the questioning that we're going to use is going to be more directed and more focused towards the positive rather than just saying, Hey, are you okay? What's happening? Right. That, that just says, tell me all your drama. Right. I'm somebody you can dump on. Let you know. Let me be the person you can dump on all of your crap. Right. right? That's not who we want to be. We want to be people that are, are positive out there. So I suggested to Tom getting back to not Tom. Paul. Paul. His surname is Toman, and I'm seeing Tom, the first three letters of his surname, because I'm highly yeah. cool. And that's all I can remember. Tom, Tom, Tom. Um anyway. It's not even the first three years because it's Tome and T-O-E. I don't know where I'm getting that. Anyway, so Paul, I said, what if you created a game? Like if you want to attract, you know, those people, you know, those kids, people that have kids sort of between those, you know, newborn to 10-year-olds or even up to 15, why don't you create some challenges or games, a seven-day challenge, and then people can, you know, every day you could give away a credit or something towards their photographic experience or something like that. Or at the end, you choose the ones that you want to give an experience to. But in the meantime, you're creating activity that 
parents can get involved with and kids can get involved with. Um, so it could be a game where, um, you know, the first day's challenge is um, find, um, find uh, different things in your pantry um, that start with the letter uh, that will make up dad's name. So, you know, if it was um, Paul, you, you know, you'd find something in, you know, the pasta that starts with, so it'd be pasta. And then you've got to put all those things together and photograph them. And that would be your entry. Um, you know, if you, if you're still allowed to go outside because they're saying that this virus is killed by sunlight, you know, um, set up a fort outside, you know, with, you know, or a picnic outside and photograph yourself having a picnic with dad. Um, photograph, pick three imaginary things that you're going to share with him, whether it's tea or sandwiches or whatever, and photograph you and dad drinking imaginary tea. That's you know, brilliant. Come up with something, right? I don't care what it is. Um, you know, Maybe it's fort building and, you know, um, if you look at Andy's posts, you know, they, you know, he's got five kids and, you know, if anybody knows how to entertain kids, those two are just unbelievable. So, mm -hmm. you know, build a fort with dad, take photographs of you building a fort with dad, uh, um, a fort with dad or a tent with dad, you know, so they're getting a fitted sheet and they're setting it. You know, my kids used to do it all the time. They're between sure. three chairs or four chairs. They would, put up a sheet and, sure. you know, but it's something that they're doing with dad rather than they're doing by themselves. Sure. That so it's sense. involving dad, it's involved. And for you, it, you know, it, because mother's day is around the corner, maybe it's something that you're involving mum. but maybe it is something you're doing with dad because the one well, it could be a twofer, right? So I do a mother's day thing first, which kind of is the, cause dads want to buy stuff for mom. Just make it easy. Give me a gift certificate. That's, that's simple. Right. But then maybe it, right after that, it's a Father's Day challenge. So it's for us, we get two holidays out of it. Well, maybe, of yeah, you could. But the challenges could be very similar because mm -hmm. mum needs a break. Mum needs dad to, to take his part. Mum needs dad to interact with the kids just as much as she is. You right. know, the onus isn't just on her. So maybe some of the challenges, even though it's Mother's Day, is about dad taking photos of dad having a picnic. Obviously, you know, we want to involve mum too. but maybe you know, the biggest gift we can give mum right now is to get dad more involved with the kids because he's just not used to being, and even mums, you know, are not used to being right. 24 seven in the, in nobody's used to that yep. around the house. So, you know, coming up with some sort of a challenge and involving some of your local businesses. So, you know, because you've got the chamber of commerce, because you've got all these, these other people maybe you know, part of the, the challenge, today's winner is going to get a free cut and colour with a local business that's willing to give a free cut and colour. Um, maybe, you know, day two's challenge and the, the winner will win. Um, I don't know, something from yeah. you know, another business that you could potentially now have the opportunity to build an alliance with. That's right. So I think this is forcing you to go down the path that you really want to go down you need to see this as your opportunity. Like for me, I've always wanted to go down the path of delivering workshops online and I'm being forced to do that. 
right? Quickly. <laughs> so <laughs> Quickly. Um, I've, I've resisted because I love the human contact and I love the flying and I love, you know, even though as much as it's completely exhausting, I love it. I love being around people. I love right. being around you guys. I love being in the same room as you. I love feeding off your energy, but it makes no logical sense given that there's so much technology these days that, you know, people can do a workshop in their own home. <sighs> like I sort of. something that I should have done or offered, but right now I'm being forced to do it. Well, it's harder because you don't have the ability for those ad hoc questions to come nearly as quickly as we do when we're in a workshop. Right. So well, as when as we're in a workshop, it's that conversation that happens in between as well. And we're, it's not going to be as enriching. Right. So in that way, yeah, and it's those, and that's the that's the benefit of still running some in person ones, right? Um, but it means that for those people that um, have family can't get away. A lot of sometimes a lot of people can't come to a workshop because they don't have a babysitter for four days or five days. Right? They can't you know they're breastfeeding and they can't leave their child with somebody else for that amount of time. Um, when you add in the cost of travel and the cost of hotels and the cost of eating out every night, um, some people it's pushing them beyond, you know, maybe the price of the workshop is they can manage, but then the additional costs of travel, accommodation, eating, all the, all the other stuff that's associated with it, you know, adds up and that's what pushes them to a place of, well, I just can't do this. So it, it makes it, more affordable. Um, I don't believe that I would run workshops with 400 people in there. Um, although a lot of people think I could, but um, I would prefer that I can. No, because then you're just talking at for the most part. You're not engaging. You're talking at more so. Well, I can yeah. pick specific people that I'm going to engage in, and you know, yeah, and but just random people. And I, and in you know, when you when I've done lots of the anti, I've done. Anthony Robbins Master University, there's 2,000 people in an auditorium. Um, and somehow the people that he picks at random in the audience, most people relate to. Like everybody can get something out of work, you know, working one-on-one, -on -one, um, provided you're open to that. True. And, and everything's relatable to everything. And there's a lesson to be learned in every path that he seems to take. I think it would be the same. Um, but photographers just aren't used to working more than five people, let alone, you know, I get 20 or 30 people in a room. For most photographers, that's a lot of people because they're used yeah. to shooting workshops and you can't run shooting workshops with 40 people because mm -hmm. everyone's over on top of everyone else. Right. And nobody's learning at that point. Yeah. It's an, and it's a completely different scenario. Right. Um, anyway, so let's get back to you. <laughs> Sorry. Right. I got, I got two other questions. Um, and more, more than anything, um, I told my wife and I told a couple of people I needed this to be able to get the crap that's out of my head that I was putting in the way of getting work done, done. So even next week when we're doing Empower, I could focus on that rather than always focused on the what ifs in my head, mm -hmm. right? So, and I'm a what if guy, if you know the, the hierarchy, yeah. the, the what if guy is who I so might be. Before we go on to the, your questions, yeah. um, you've got all these corporate people. Uh -huh. right that you do uh -huh. corporate headshots for are you truly doing um corporate headshots like i teach it no. or are you doing happy snaps 
uh, not yet partially we're not doing it the way you teach it partially because some of a lot of them come to me through magazine uh, oppor- magazine article opportunities so the way that works I have a real estate magazine I work with and every month I have to photograph either two or four businesses specifically for the magazine it's a complimentary session for them because they're being featured in the magazine and then I can sell them photos on the back end. Okay. That's how it typically works. But I do a lot of pre-work to talk about the opportunity and what they want to, you know, so I do a lot of pre-work to figure out where do you want to shoot? How do we want to get this? What's the look? What's your, what's your market? What's your message? And so, no, I'm not doing it in the way that you teach because it's a different opportunity. And what I'm focused on, switching now is taking those people once they're past the magazine opportunity in that way and then talking to them about true branding because the pictures we take for the magazine are not quite the same way as true branding and i'm talking to them about true branding i've had one or two that have come to me and spent a little bit more money on branding type photography so i think there's a two for opportunity in that quite honestly well i think with those people those people would give you the time to do it properly correct um, and for you, you know, now that you're going to be doing Empower, it's going to give you, you know, and I mean, you've done it before. Right. You're doing this as your second time doing it. So with my sister. So, yeah, with your sister. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the one thing that Joe said to me last night when I was interviewing her was that doing it for the second time around, um, she was more open to hearing more of it. And although she'd heard it before, a lot of it she recognized but it didn't stick and she didn't truly right. understand it because it was such, it was so much in conflict with how they've been doing things for so long that, she, and maybe this is what you're talking about, getting past yourself and getting past those barriers that you've already talked about and giving yourself the opportunity to hear it properly. Um, she didn't give herself that opportunity the first time around. And or being able to implement it immediately, which I couldn't do the last time anyway, right? Because the holiday season. So. Now you've, you've been given a clear slate to be able to just go in there and implement it. More time than I want, right? More yeah. time than I want. Well, um, I mean, it's, it's you now, the focus has got to be, and I don't know whether you were part of, yeah, you were part of the, um, the C4 thing that I did. Um, mm-hmm. Now is the time that we have to set ourselves up for the future. Now mm-hmm. is the time that we need to inspire people so much that they want to prepay for things so that while you're selling those um, pre-selling um, artwork, you're pre-selling product, you're, pre- you're, you're, you're doing your Mother's Day um, right. sales to get some cash flow in. Right. Now is the time where if you do call up all those potential clients that you should have called, you should be making those bookings. Um, you know, I just got off the phone to somebody else and they've got 60 bookings already um, waiting to go. They just need to be allocated time slots. They've been allocated time slots in June um, and April, but they know that maybe um, April has to move um, and people understand that, but there's 60 people that have paid. Wow. Right. Um, you know, when I did my interview with Rosie, and she was hitting the phones and she was excited about being the phone. She messaged me at the end of the day, just saying, Oh my God, this is just insane right now. Every person I'm call- every person I've called so far has booked. So wow. getting those booking deposits, maybe inspiring them to the next level where they are prepaying for something is the way to go. So right, right. now we have a captive audience. Like they don't have the excuse of I'm at work. They don't have the excuse of, I've, I've got to go pick up my kids. I don't, they don't have all of this stuff. 
So they're at home. We have a captive audience. You could potentially set yourself up for, you know, a hundred thousand dollar month. The second you open your doors. Right. That's right. No, you're right. Right. So, okay. The income's going to be deferred until you can start photographing some of that. If you do a really good job on this, you could potentially pre-sell some artwork. If you truly, truly get people connected. Right. And this is why come, you know, really paying attention to this empower is going to be really important for you. Mm-hmm. So that'll give you the opportunity to do that. You sound like you have client, you have the, the type of clients that could do that. You know, if you've got those high, high, high people that are never going to buy, then let's not focus on that. Let's focus on the people that are going to spend, you know, pretending like a lot of people are, you know, I've got these multi rich clients. They're not going to spend on this. I know, so I know that. Right. Why pretend? Just go for Mr. and Mrs. Average, bring those people in. You're in this network of businesses, help them find out what they're doing, find out what you can tie into, get the marketing going, jump on the phone. You probably already have lots of clients that if you did think about it, you could reach out to. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the corporate people, if you could um, make it, in more in line with what I'm teaching, make it more of a branding exercise, make it more about their family. Most people's avatar is them, right? Most people naturally gravitate to themselves as being their main avatar because that's the people they relate to. That's and right. at the end of it, you just need to say, do you think it's important for your client to know that you're just like them? Do you believe that they want to know that you understand them and that, you're just like them. Nobody's ever said no. Right. So when you ask that question, then you can easily say, well, do you think it would be important for them to know that you have a family too and that you understand where they're at? So let's incorporate that. Do you know what? Let's make your family session part of your business. You can then claim that as part of your business expense. Why not celebrate your family? Why not give them back? that that they that they deserve and why not showcase the fact that to your clients that you are just like them you do understand the position they're in because you're that person too that's right right now people want to know that you're human just like they are and bringing that element in i think is going to be the one thing that you're going to give you the competitive advantage over everybody else don't you agree yes steve So I think all of these corporate sessions need to then translate into family sessions, which potentially, you know, if they own their own business or they, you know, they're paid on, um, uh, what do you guys call it? We call it, you know, um, a contractor, um, you know, pretty much they're running their own business, but under another umbrella and they just sole sole proprietor. Yeah. Yeah. Same as me. They have the discretion of, you know, whether they are, they can spend the money on that or not. Claim it as marketing, right? Yep. They have that discretion. So, you know, pick those people first. Do what's easy. Pick those people first. If you're in the chamber of commerce, you've probably got access to lots of those people too, and come together. You know, form some groups where you know. I don't know whether you've been, you know, plugging into some other. Um, groups um, 
I've been asked to speak on a couple of different groups and I've, I've done one or two. Um, but, um, you know, they're doing the best they can to give advice, but, you know, I don't think um, telling people to turn their lights off is really sound business. Right. Um, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> no, it's very true. That's no, very you know, true. Turn the temperature gauge down one or two degrees that you're used to to save more money. I mean, people want to know. I think people want to know what can I do now to build my right. business. Um, yes, you need to save money. Everybody gets that. And nobody's going to be stupid about that. But you need to spend the money where you're going to get the most benefit right now. Right. And right now, um, you have this incredible opportunity that is, you've only got a couple of weeks. If everything opens up, you've only got a couple of weeks of this captive audience. And right now, um, if you call people right now, they're going to be in less panic than they will be next, next week. Right. So those people that are not panicked yet are the people that are going to want to pre-buy from you. Well, I see that differently. I think everybody around here was panicked last week because their kids were at home. Everybody's having to start this homeschool thing. Everybody's freaking out. When's it going to end? I think this week is the calm week, quite honestly. Mm -hmm. And next week could be the anticipatory week of when are we going to reopen? I, that's how I see people here. I think last week was the total freakout week. And I think this week people are kind of settling into this is going to be for a couple more weeks still. Yeah. Because I, that's you, how I see it. Because you believe everybody's just like you. No, because I'm still freaking out. No, I, 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 no <laughs> well, you're starting to come out of freak out. I think there's people smarter than me out there. So yeah. <laughs> me, I got three quick questions. So one's, okay. one's a clarifying question. So on the, on the mother's day gift certificates, um, I know you're not a huge fan of the discount, but would you offer a gift certificate where it would be a $250 purchase for a $500 gift certificate? Yeah. Are you going, you're, so you would say, give a break for a larger value. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. That's okay. So that's it for that piece. Then the second thing. Oh, I don't thing, want it to be a, you know, 25% off type voucher. I want it to be a certificate I want you know, say somebody is happy to spend a thousand dollars on a gift certificate, that value might be 1700 or 13. Correct. Or yeah. 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 Like Correct. Something like that. They don't have to be 50% at those different levels. The more that they spend, the more they get, the more they get. Right. Yeah. I, I completely agree. Just do the math. Um, secondly. Um, so I don't know York County for Debbie very well. Um, but I know just in my little town of 350,000 people in Plano, which is still just a little suburb in between large Dallas and large Frisco and all these other big places around me. I thought about doing a pricing match and I want to do a pricing match, but there are so many people spending money on restaurants and all this other stuff. That's why my question yesterday was, does it dilute it if it goes just to the masses who want to send receipts? And so my idea is, do I go after like, they always say, go work with the people that are working really well, right? That's a church thing too. Don't, don't try and feed the people that aren't coming to church, feed the people that are there. So right across the street is this restaurant that's kicking butt. And the only one that I know that's paying their furloughed employees all the tips. Mm -hmm. So would you suggest maybe contacting them and doing it either a day or a week long special, anybody who has a receipt for a certain dollar amount above and beyond what the normal price is 
then be able to give, like for instance, let's say their normal package is a $50 dinner. That's typically what they're selling it for. Anybody who gives $100, which means a $50 tip, would automatically get a gift certificate for X. Do you think that's wise or do you think that's limited? I think just getting some interaction with them, I don't think it matters. I think as long as you're getting some interaction, I don't care if they spend five bucks, send me that receipt for five bucks because all you're going to get is a $5 credit and then go back 50 times. I don't care. Um, and then, you know, they can send receipts up to the value of whatever that is. Um, the, the whole purpose of it is, is that you're collecting data and you're getting interest and that restaurant believes you're helping them. And there's an incentive for them to come back to that restaurant over every Yeah. I can do that. I'm thinking broader than that. I'm thinking of how to get those furloughed employees paid more, which is always above oh. the low mark. Oh, right. Well. So otherwise, the furloughed employees don't make money unless there's a tip, right? Yeah. So I'm just thinking creatively, how do I create something more than what they're already doing? Because they're having great success. So, if, you know, so I'll talk to them about that and see if there's a level. Well, I think that that's it. it I think you need to go in there with what you're prepared to do. Correct. I always go into these meetings um, with the brakes on. I almost have to put myself in a harness um, yeah. of not committing or promising anything at the meeting. It's still defining what they want to do to increase their business. That's yeah. true. You've got to and go in there with that mindset of, you know, what do you need? What are your biggest challenges right now? What are your biggest frustrations? Yep what would you like to build in your business? And if it's encouraging people to tip, maybe then you're rewarding people on the tip money that they give people. That's where I was headed with it. I didn't say so it right. Maybe, but that, maybe, that made... maybe it's just on that portion of the bill. So if somebody's giving you know, a $50 tip, then that's what you're giving them back as a reward um, rather than on the whole amount of the bill. Correct. Correct. Okay. If they're sending and that also could go back to the thing you mentioned that I wrote down over here was get four or five businesses on the phone and have those same discussions. And maybe there's other opportunities like that. Yeah. But I think you've got to go in there and solve their problem and find out what their challenges are and what they would like to do. And, you know, what are their biggest concerns and how can you help them? Um, mm -hmm. You know, and maybe, um, the fact that they can't pay people as much as they want to, maybe you could give them an employee of the, you know, their, right. some of the employees something, even if you're not making any money from them, um, supporting that business and building that alliance um, and, you know, building that. Um, and it may not be the best. But it may not be the best long-term alliance either because it is a restaurant. I mean, there's the difference between that and a dentist or somebody who has that much more personal well, I connection. It, I think it depends on the restaurant itself. Like if if it is getting exceptional service and um, let's say they do regularly have um, parties or something um, like that. Um, so, you know, so we've done some with restaurants, but they they have a private room, they have a private area and they cater to the discerning people that want small dinner parties, but don't want to cater, cater it right. for themselves. Right. So they do have high end people that might have a birthday party, might run, you know, various events 
in their restaurants um, because they have that private dining facility. So I, I, I wouldn't blanketly say don't work with restaurants because there are those restaurants that provide exceptional service that, you know, it's easier to, to work with people, you know, if they are booking a birthday party, that's been booked well in advance um, right. and you can tie into that. Right. Or events. Right. Um, maybe not if people are booking the whole restaurant and it's, you know, the occasional thing, but if they've got right. a private dining room, um, sometimes that private dining room is used for corporate, um, corporate um, events where, yeah. You know, there's corporate people that are regularly entertaining guests from out of town. They want to impress somebody. Um, so, you know, that's, you know, they're, they're bringing their wives. Maybe their wives are coming in for a boudoir session with you because these guys are tied up in meetings for four days. Mm-hmm. So I think you just need to go in there and listen, ask questions, gather. The whole point of this meeting is to gather information. Right. And then from there, you need to assess what are the possibilities. I think too many people are too worried about what it's going to be my pitch. What's my angle? Like there is none. (laughs) You just need to go in there. It's funny. I used to, I think I used to teach that back in my consulting days. Something reminds me. (laughs) Uh, Goals, problems and needs thing that we used to talk about back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. So just go in there and it's more of a gathering time for gathering information, time for allowing them to have some realizations. It's more about you asking the right questions for them to have the realizations of what they need, because maybe they haven't thought about an avatar for a really long time. Maybe they haven't thought about their target market for a really long time. Maybe they haven't thought of sending birthday cards to their clients. Maybe they haven't thought of collecting, um, collecting information. So they could run, Hey, it's, whatever day, whatever Tuesday, um, right. you know, because Tuesdays are really slow. Um, right. Right. Maybe they haven't thought of all of that. And because of the questions you ask, you're going to help them believe that um, there's more that they could be doing to improve their business. And it's really simple and it won't cost a lot of money and they're going to invest in you more if they believe they have a brighter future. So you've got to help them see the brighter future first before you become even relevant. Like up until they see, up until you can show them that they have a brighter future, that there is more that they can do. um, You're irrelevant. Right. You're a cost. Or I'm an opportunist. Right. 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 But I, this is what switches you from being a cost to their business to being the best money they've ever spent. Right? So you need to become the best money they've ever spent because of the types of questions you're asking, because you're just showing them the obvious. Most people are so busy doing building the who's he what's it and doing all the hard stuff. And they're not doing any of the easy stuff. That's mm-hmm. every business. So just show them some of the easy stuff that they could be doing and how you can help them achieve that. And, you know, then they'll buy from you because it's no longer an, a cost. The real cost is them not doing it. Yep. Does that make sense? It does. Okay. Cool. There's lots and lots of, this has given everybody so much opportunity 
because we do have a captive audience. We do have people now that want, that need to grow their business, that need to take stock of what they have, that need to um, become better at what they do. And we can help them do that. Right. We can help them build reward packages right now those transactional businesses are going to suffer the most. The businesses that have built relationships, which is all of our people in C4, we're building relationship businesses. Our clients are going to want us to succeed. People are going to want to come back. Um, I spoke to Joe last night and she was telling me of a woman who has come back every month up until closing time because she needs that emotional top up. And every month she spent over 3000 pounds with her. Right. In, in a, in a country that believes nobody will spend over three or 400 pounds. And all they want is digitals. Right. Like that is the belief of that country. Mm -hmm. But when we change what we do, and we change our focus and we make people feel like the, they're the most important person in the room and we bring them into our inner circle and we make them feel like they belong. This is what happens. Now I'm not saying every single person is going to come back every month. That's just not going to happen. Right. Do a lot of people come two, three, four times a year? Absolutely. Sure. Sure. Does everybody? No. But how many are you encouraging right now? to come back multiple times or even come at all. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Last no, that's thing, true. If most people are averaging that 3000 sort of mark, you know, if people are coming back and those people that tend to come back more regularly tend to be the highest spending people usually. So, you know, I've, I've seen lots of people, you know, within two or three years, people have come back four or five times, average spends of five, $6,000. I think our belief that once they've come in and they've spent money with us, that they won't come back again for 10 years is yeah. bullshit. That's, yeah, that's not realistic. It, well, it is if you ignore them. It is. Or you drive them away or your language is believing mm-hmm. they're not going to come in. So you force them not to come in. Right. right? So I think yeah. there's lots of opportunities. You need to be calling past clients. You need to be connecting with all these businesses. You need to work out how you can help them. You need to work out how you're going to work together. You need to get your mother's day promotion out. You need to think about father's day. Real businesses are already planned Christmas. Right there. It's done. And our industry doesn't think about Christmas until the 23rd of December, usually. Right. It's true. It's true. Hey, I've got got an idea that you could share with other photographers who work with a few schools. Um, It was actually my sister that threw something out on Facebook to her friends, just a very personal thing she was going to do. And I called her. I'm like, wait, 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 you work for me now. So let's rethink this a little bit. <laughs> so, so there are a number of kids in the States, at least that are either graduated from high school or college, depending on what happens in the next few weeks, who simply will not get to walk the stage because they've canceled the ceremony. Right. Mm-hmm. And for the kids, of course they're devastated. 
right? But for the moms, they're even more devastated. So my sister put out just a simple little thing on Facebook to all of her friends and said, hey, let me know of within my network who has a child that's going to graduate from either high school or college that may or may not walk the stage. I want to just know who they are, where they're from, so we might send them a little gift. And she blew that out there, and immediately in my head, I knew as a photographer, if they don't walk the stage, that means they also may not get the traditional cap and gown portrait that sometimes is taken around that same time frame, right? For the, by either some volume photographer or something. So I thought, well, sure, here's the gift. We're going to offer the people in this area at least a gift certificate to come in and, in their cap and gown and have their picture taken. Of course, we'll expand upon that session a little bit. and A lot. And then offer some products, which also include um, three different levels of framing their diploma and their tassel if they have one in a picture. And most, I know this by being in this industry, most photographers never think of framing a diploma with a picture as an option that they have because that's for the volume guys. And there is tons of money to be made in that. So it, it sparked an interest of what could happen because of this economy that schools don't let kids, quote, graduate. There's a huge market of moms that still want those pictures. Yeah. And students. So, and students. And we just, it just opened up my head as to an opportunity that we wouldn't have without this. So Absolutely. we immediately are going to enact that. Absolutely. And, and, and I think try, that, and I try think to figure out how to market that once we know where things are going in a couple of weeks, right? Because it's, it, yeah. we don't know yet. And there's a whole market of people who have suddenly realized how important their family is yes. um, because the threat of losing them. Like I can't, I haven't seen my mum for five or six weeks. That's just not normal for me. And I won't see her for at least another three, you know? So, so you, so you know, you just did it, but, what I just heard was, yes, there's a ton of families that are together, but there are some families who can't be together because of this. Be I haven't seen for this, right? Who may be longing for this, and now all of a sudden we're touching that an emotional quotient that wall portraits remains a ton to you right now. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Because I don't see any behind you at all. You don't. So. Well, you don't realize. Well, I've cleared the wall, and I don't have any wall portraits up, and my kids notice that. Like I've got a few that I had done, but you know, the shoemaker always has bare feet, right? That's right. That's right. So, you That's know, right. I've ordered something because I went and had some photos done and Andy and Amy said, no, we're going to do this for you. And it wasn't big until they insisted. Cause I'm like, no, I don't want to take up your time. You've got clients. I don't want to be that person that is, you know, but you know, they did the headshots for me. And then in the end, I said, you know, why am I allowed to order a portrait <laughs> after I got back? And they said, oh, my God, why didn't we do that? So I've ordered it, but it's at Graphy. So I'm sure that yeah. you know, as soon as it's ready, um, it'll come. But right now, I don't really want anything to arrive on my doorstep that I have to disinfect before I open it. Like, true. Not to say that, you know, between, you know, between, between leaving the factory and it arriving on my doorstep, how many people right. could have potentially touched it or sneezed on it or whatever. Right. 
you know. You can go get Lorandas. Just have Lorandas come over and spray spray the box down. It should be fine. Well, that could be part of it. We could just spray it down. Well, and and it's as easy as that. Spraying it down, you know, know, it's as easy as that. Um, It only lives 12 hours or something on surfaces. So, but right now, um, there's a lot of people missing a lot of people. And um, our age group who don't live with their parents are worried about their parents and have had a reassessment of, you know, what's important and where, where should they put their money? So there's all those opportunities as well. If we begin to reach out to them and ask them, you know, how are your parents going? That simple question opens up a whole other world of opportunity, um, but allows people that gift of discovery that most people are more focused on. Have you heard the news? What is the government doing? Why haven't you bought more ammo? Um, You know, don't worry about that. We've got that covered. Don't (laughs) Oh, I'm sure. (laughs) Don't worry. We're good. We've got that covered. In fact, a lot of States have followed soup of the state of Texas. When all this was going on last week, the governor came out and said, you know, our restaurants are really struggling. So they're allowed to sell alcohol now for quote delivery or delivery to your car. And that's never happened. So, you know, people now are getting margarita gallons to go from restaurants, which has never happened before. Margarita gallon. Who drinks a gallon of margaritas? When's the last time you were in Texas? Oh my God. Yeah. Well, it'll last for maybe two people for a night, night and a half, maybe. Right. Oh my lord! <laughs> yeah, so, so there's there's alcohol being delivered and delivered to cars now for takeout, believe it or not, which wow. is just surreal, right? So, wow. and other a few other states have followed that suit, but um, who would have thought the day, right? Well, delivering a gallon of alcohol to somebody who's about to jump in their car and drive isn't that like irresponsible? No, it's sealed. It's got a cap on it, Steve. Come on now, it's not an open drink. Well, they're not going to drink it at all. There's no temptation at all to drink it. Never. No, especially after sitting in line for an hour for that package too. So no, there's no temptation. Right. Yeah. 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 Good God. I can say it's crazy. Anyway. It is. All right. I hope that that's helped you. And And I don't think that your position, you know, when you said to me, you know, I have a unique, everybody thinks that their position's unique. We're all I realize that. No, oh, I, I I know when I say that I'm I'm being hypocritical to a certain extent. The uniqueness is from where I'm coming from and having not applied all this yet is, and that's not unique either. It's just I have a different client set that's harder to attract business from at that high level, and then the transactionary nature of some of these clients. So it's just a it's just a shift I have to make and and find the right people. Well, I mean, so. if you look at Ben and Aaron, it took them almost two years to clear all of their commitments before they could really implement anything that they learned from me, um, you know, because they were so booked up with weddings and they were so booked up with speaking engagements and travel engagements. And, you know, because they That's were true. traveling, like they even admitted it took them two years before they could start to implement. But that doesn't stop you from learning and building up that asset. So that way, when you're ready to turn it on, you're ready to turn it on. Right. Um, now right. is the time that you should spend time learning and preparing yourself for what will be harvesting time. Um, people will be looking for what we have to offer. Mm-hmm. And I you, agree. You've really got to prepare yourself to be able to maximize each and every booking. And you might find that um, 
the end result um, will be that you're having the you will have the best year ever, even though you had to close for a month or two. Right. right. That's already happened with a couple of people because they've a couple of people in England have shut down their studios to completely gut you know gut them and remodel them, so they had to close down for what they thought was two weeks, but ended up being six weeks. Um, right. a bit longer, but the end result was that they made up for that, um, within three or four weeks. Um, they've made, you know, at that compared to the previous years, they've already surpassed, um, where they were anyway. Right. I kind of feel this is what's going to happen. Yes, we closed, but because we have the opportunity to get the bookings really qualify the bookings well, if we truly believe that great clients are made, not found, we can make really exceptional clients now because we have the time. So when right. we are ready to go, we can make up for what we've lost really quickly. The right. thing is you just need to survive right now, keep enough cash flow in right now just to survive. Really, you know, landlords are not going to kick you out. It doesn't make sense to but I'm not saying they won't, you can't, you know, that's a risk. Right. But realistically, who are they going to rent it to? It's true. That's right. true. So, you know, keeping as much money as you can, um, but spending it on what's going to build your business. So spending it on marketing, spend it on learning, spend it on um, creating those alliances and, um, and building those relationships so that way when you're ready to rock you're ready to rock and you're going to do it with a vengeance making up for all of the lost time the right. beautiful thing about our business is is that it takes no more time really to make a ten thousand dollar sale as it does a two hundred dollar sale it's true it's right? true and for yeah. those businesses now that have gone from four hundred dollars to three thousand average or four thousand and the occasional nine seven five three thousand like they're so way ahead because with the same number of clients and you know that what we're finding is is that yes there's more calls and there's more time in calls but there's less time in shooting there's less time in selling there's less time in arguing there's less time in negotiation there's less time and i've got to think about it they're now not coming back four or five times to make a decision of two eight by tens <laughs> right and in the long run we're spending less time making more money right and that's what we want we're the right people right we're the right people but it's up to us to create it yeah. have you had people in your door that could potentially have spent way more than oh, they yeah. have Absolutely. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. But we have to slow down. And right now we've been forced to slow down. Right. So now is the time that you need to build the best clients you're ever going to have to make up right. for lost time. Right. And graduation is right. still two and a half, three months away. So I got plenty of time. Right. Yeah. So. And don't push away people that potentially would want to prepay you. Right. Give them that opportunity because it'll make them feel better, particularly your peacocks. They'll feel so much better being able to spend now. And the deferred payment. 
right? So get people paying ahead of time for things they can't necessarily afford and giving them the time to catch up. So, yeah. Yeah. so they could I learned that last they, year. They could, they, could do, they could do a payment plan now. Yeah. Right. I learned that last year and it worked out well for several clients and they were thrilled yeah. that they were able to get more than they could have. Cool. Cool. And I think, you know, there's a lot of people that work for government. There's a lot of people that work for really big companies. They're being paid to stay home. Right. They're still earning income. Okay. They're a bit wary. And if you gave the, them the opportunity of, you know, paying $200 a fortnight for the next couple of months towards something, they're going to feel really comfortable about spending two, right. three, four, five thousand dollars at the end of it. They're still earning an income. They're worried about it. They want to come in. They'd rather not give you two or three thousand dollars up front, but they could potentially give you a couple of hundred dollars every week or fifty dollars right. a week or whatever that is to build up to whatever they want to do. And then by the time you're ready to go and you know, there's gonna be a backlog of people that you should be, you know, as I said, you know, I spoke to somebody, they've got over 60 waiting for appointment times. By the time you get to them, you know, those people that are on deferred payments, put them towards the end, give them more time to save up more and happy days. Yeah. Put those people that, you know, the ones that can afford it now at the front, the ones that can't at the back and give them the opportunity to save up for that. True. Well, that's awesome. That's very true. I think we're in for some of the best times ever, really. Today, remember, today's a good day. Manic day, good day for me. That's good. <laughs> okay. Tomorrow, I'll make another pill. We'll see. Take, take another pill. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, more Xanax. Where's the Xanax? More... <laughs> Just take it. Yeah, yeah. No, this has been great. This is exactly what I needed um, cool. to get some of that. Some of the, you know, you get so many plans in your head. Now you don't know which one's the best, right? But take two or three max and kind of just start slowly implementing because I don't have to go from zero to a million in a week. No. Or two or three. No, you got four months. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. But if in, in, in the real world, if, you, if you're going from zero, mm-hmm. right? which some of us are right now, you're going from zero and you get four good portrait clients a month. That's that could minimally could just be 20 grand a month. Yeah. Minimum. Right. So, I mean, that that's the realism. It doesn't have to be a hundred clients. It just has to be three or four good ones a month. You want between five to six clients, five or six clients a week on a decent average um, you know, and there are people doing four or $5,000 averages, but even if you did three, five clients, that's 15 grand a week, 15 grand a week times 4.5, 15, 30, 60, say 75 grand a month. That's an okay start. That fixes, that fixes some past sins, right? So well, you, can afford, you can afford to sin a little bit more then. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Or maybe not. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is good. Thank you so much. Uh, I appreciate you. And that's reality. That's the people that are doing the $100,000 months and the $80,000 months. That's all they're focused on. Five or six really good clients a week. Usually it's coming from some really good alliances that they're nurturing. You know, one alliance is sending them two of their best clients every week. Another one's sending another one or two. Another one's sending, and, and they're just cherry picking their best clients to send to you. And the mm-hmm. accumulation of four or five people sending you their best clients weekly, 
makes this so easy. Right. And you've now got the opportunity to reach out to these people and build the alliances and build the trust. And this is when, this is when the best relationships are formed in times of need. Like when everything's happy and everything's, you know, going really well, that's, you know, everybody's your friend, but who's around when you really need someone? Everybody's too busy buried in their own stuff. There aren't many people out there willing to help other people. Well, you know, in this world today, we are a little bit more open to that, but really who's going to go all the way for you? Right. Like me right now. (laughs) Who's going to do that? Right. Right. I got to get my fingers right here. And this is where you're going to build that future income. This is where you you're building that asset. Um, Mm -hmm. It's almost you know, investing in property you know, if you buy it now and sell it right now, you're probably going to take a loss because of all the costs involved in purchasing it, but you're putting in for the long term, right. and, you know, in five, 10, 15 years, the value of that asset is going to be huge. I think you got to look at this the same way. Now's the time that you can build the asset that in a month or two, you can then reap the rewards for. Mm-hmm. There will be some that you can reap rewards right now for, but it's not going to be much. Let's face it, it won't be much. And maybe the first month people are a little bit tighter. So you need to be a little bit more discerning in who you're going to prioritize. But when you have an abundance of people that are booking and are wanting this, then you can discern which ones you can do first to make sure that your business is in the best financial position. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? It does. Makes total sense. Yep. I have tons of notes over here on this computer. Great. The one well, I've recorded this. Are, are you happy for me to share this? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Over here are the one that wasn't microphoned. Yeah, that one. Cool. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. You can share this. Um, it's Great. a little long, but I mean, you know, people want to listen in, they can. They can turn it off whenever they so desire. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Maybe come back to it at a later time when the kids have, you know, finished building their fort. Exactly. At least we didn't talk about these before you started recording. So that's Yeah, this is true. (laughs) That was our own private conversation of It was. It was why they are on display. (laughs) Uh, I will um I have a couple other minor little questions. I won't take time here. I'll just I'll email you or text you or something and then we can put in the group. Put it in the group so that way everybody can benefit. Okay. Cool. Cool. Um and I've been so tied up that I haven't I need to get into the group now and do a bit of work in the group, but um, yeah. you know, I've been too busy recording and trying to get all this stuff out. So I'll, I'll get there and too. Get ready for next week. And I've got to get ready for next week. That's my next thing at oh, 12 o'clock. It's 12.46. Mary's meant to be um, Zooming in now. So then we can, because we're not allowed to meet, we're going to do a Zoom meeting um, and go over the presentations. Cool. Thank you so right. much. You a lot of time. Thank you so much. And we will, we will definitely see you next week. Awesome. Can't wait. Bye. (laughs) All right. Take care. Bye. Yeah. Bye. This is the essential place for you to go to help you strategize your next move to guarantee success. The Platinum membership is filled with multiple courses that cover every facet that you'll ever need for your business. The community itself is such a resource 
being able to share your journey with people that are also going through the same journey as you is essential to your success. We pull from our community what they need the most so we can build courses that are relevant to you. You can share even the smallest of successes as well as your failures because your failures are stepping stones to success. Platinum membership will be one of the best decisions you've ever made in your business. We've built that for you.